0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You are listening to the Cricket Corner podcast with me, Watsalvora. India have reached the 2023 Cricket World Cup final after beating New Zealand by 70 runs at the one stadium in Mumbai in the semi-finals hello and welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with me Salvora, where I'm calling something which I have said in almost how shall I put it 14 years yep that has been 14 years since India last reached a World Cup final and today they have done it again in no small parts and contributions by the entire team yes but major contributions by Virat Kohli and Shreyas Iyer with the bat and Mohamed Shami with the ball. It all felt like it's going according to India's plans when they decided to bat first after winning the toss. They put up an astronomical 397 runs on the board and lost just four wickets in the process and in return New Zealand could only master 327 before they were bundled out. With uh, seven deliveries to go, yes, they were bundled out at uh, the forty-eight point fifth over margin. Well, it was magnificent to see how well India have played. But you, when you talk about this semi-final victory against New Zealand, you, I think everyone will remember this semi-final not only to celebrate the fact that India have made it into the final after 14 years but to celebrate Virat Kohli getting his 50th ODI century and surpassing the record set by the great Sachin Tendulkar of 49 hundreds in one day international Kohli has 50 now he's scored three hundreds in this tournament he scored one against Bangladesh. He scored a magnificent 100 against South Africa in Kolkata. But I think the 100 which he scored today against New Zealand in a semi-final, in a pressure game, in a knockout game in front of the 1KD crowd was just outstanding to watch. He was partnered brilliantly by Shreyas Iyer as well. Shreyas Iyer, 105 runs of just 70 deliveries. 4-4s and 8 mammoth sixes down the ground. I think his contribution is equally important if not more compared when compared to Virat Kohli's 117 of 113 deliveries. I think and, and of course Mohamed Shami has taken seven wickets but we're going to talk about the New Zealand innings during the latter stages of the podcast because I want to start by talking about the Indian batting and Virat Kohli in general. 117 of 113 deliveries, 9 4s and 2 6s along the way. 51 day international centuries now, as I mentioned, 3 in this World Cup. And in the process, he's also surpassed Sachin Tendulkar's record of maximum runs scored in a particular World Cup, in a single World Cup, that is. And uh, yes, he's broken multiple records, both of Sachin Tendulkar. Which is literally, I, I, which I personally feel that's funny. But uh, Sachin Tanluka himself was there to witness his records being broken. He was there at the one Stadium. So was David Beckham, apparently. Uh, he is traveling in India, uh, courtesy of him being the ambassador of UNICEF. So, well done to him. He has seen history being witnessed right in front of his eyes as well. But uh, Virat Kohli's innings was class personified. He was... He was kind of anchoring the innings, something you associate with a strike rate of 85-90, but he was anchoring the innings at a strike rate of 95-100. to 100. He was taking 1s uh, and 2s, he was converting those singles into doubles, and he ran brilliantly between the wickets. And I think there are a couple of reasons why Virat Kohli was allowed to play freely, take his time a little bit and play his natural game, and those two reasons are India's... In, uh, are India's uh, two main batsmen opening the innings, Rohit Sharma and Shubman Gill. And then he was brilliantly aided by Shrey Iyer as well. I think the reason why India were able to post a mammoth total of 397 in their quota of 50 overs has to be, and a large part of that has to go down to how Rohit Sharma came out and opened the innings. Before the match, if you have talked to any Indian fan out there, they would have been nervous because we all know our recent history when it comes to facing New Zealand in an ICC tournament. We have been defeated by defeated by the Kiwis multiple times in the past 2021 World Test Championship final against New Zealand that we lost Uh, I think that was at the uh, G.S. Bowl in Southampton and most famously we lost the 2019 World Cup semi-final to the Kiwis as well so India's record against New Zealand hasn't been great over the past couple of years so I think a bit of Nerves, bit of tension in the air was understandable and normal if you personally ask me. But the way Rohit Sharma came out to bat showed no sign of any nerves whatsoever. And came out there, smashed the likes of Southie and Bolt and Ferguson all over the ground. 47 of just 29 deliveries, playing at a strike rate of 162 four fours four sixes he just ran seven runs because 40 runs have come in boundaries and i think that knock of 47 runs of just 29 deliveries took the sale out of the new zealand bowling because you associate the likes of trent bold tim Southie and lucky ferguson with uh with with picking wickets earlier in the over we have seen poll pick wickets in, in the first spell of be it a one-day game or a t20 game countless number of times and uh, this is the counter-attacking style of Rohit Sharma prevented that from happening and uh, I think the way in which Rohit Sharma batted also made the likes of Bolt and Southie reconsider their line and lens they were not sure where to bowl what to bowl the ball was not swinging at one k day in the afternoon like it never does and it was a complete batting paradise and Rohit Sharma made full use of that on on one hand one could argue saying that Rohit Sharma has gotten started why not settle in there and take those take that 47 runs convert it into a half century and then possibly convert it into a, a big daddy 100 but I think that's not how Rohit Sharma thinks at the moment I think the reason why the likes of Virat Kohli, Shreya Sayar, KL Rahul and Shubman Gill to an extent can play freely is because he gives them Rohit Sharma by I, I'm referring Rohit Sharma here he gives them the platform uh, to go out and and play their natural game because once Rohit Sharma is dismissed India always, always has a run rate of Seven and a half, eight runs and over. So that doesn't, so that allows the likes of Shubman Gill, Virat Kohli, and Shreyas to come out there, settle in a little bit, take, uh, take, uh, take the conditions and understand them, and then play their game. But because the run rate is already been settled and they're right up there and to, uh, heading towards a big total, so that allows players to play freely. And I think Rohit Sharma is completely selfless, and he gave the platform to Shubman Gill, to Virat Kohli, to Shreya Sayar and to KL Rahul as well. Shubman Gill did, did go out uh, with cramps and was retired out for a majority part of the innings. He made 80 not out of 66 deliveries. Virat Kohli, as we have mentioned, 117 of 113 balls. Shreya Sayar, magnificent 105 of 17 del- 70 deliveries. And KL Rahul chipping in there with... 39 of just 20 deliveries 5 4s and 2 6s along the way with a strike rate of 195 I think the way KL Rahul came in and batted showed that there was still life in the pitch and uh, that was just magnificent innings the more you talk about Shriyasa the the more it feels like you are not giving him the respect which it deserves he has had an incredible World Cup we have seen this time and time again that uh, against England he scored just 4 runs and was given and was out and was dismissed rel- uh, relatively cheaply by the likes of chris woakes but uh, and and people were starting to question his inclusion in the team because we still have the likes of ishan kishan waiting in the wings so but credit to team india they stuck with him and i think they have repaid the fact and has repaid the faith shreyas iyer in incredible fashion he's now scored four consecutive half centuries and two consecutive centuries in this world cup the run started by him scoring 82 against Sri Lanka at Van Kede. Wonderful counter-attacking innings, just like what we saw today. 77 against South Africa in Kolkata. Then that magnificent 128 not out at the Chinnaswamy Stadium against the Netherlands. And today he scored 105. He scored 8 sixes and some of the sixes down the ground against the likes of Mitch Centner and... Um, Glenn Phillips and who are and Ratchin Ravindra, of course, were just outstanding. He scores big when he goes down the ground. I think he already has the record of the highest of the longest six in this World Cup at 106 meters. I think that came at one kede as well. Shreyas Iyer was just out of this world today. I I personally feel like had had India won the game, not. Yes, in the end it was Mohammad Shami who picked up the man of the match. But had India won the match on the basis of their batting, I think the man of the match should have given should have been given to Shreyas Iyer for his for his knock. I think the impact which he had on the side today was just outstanding. And it was seen in his batting. But so yeah, 397 on the board, and then New Zealand came out to bat and could only master two. Uh, 327 they they suffered a 70 run defeat but they themselves had a good partnership in the middle darrell mitchell 134 and kane williamson with 69 runs i think that partnership that fourth over the the fourth over the third week third uh, the third wicket partnership i'm losing my mind yeah the third wicket partnership between Kane Williamson and Daryl Mitchell of 181 runs of 149 deliveries. That was the period where I haven't seen an Indian ground in this World Cup be so silent. It felt like the Indian crowd at Van had come out to watch a test match because it was... It was so silent. Well, it was complete pin drop silence when the likes of Kane Williamson and, and Dal Mitchell was going after the Indian bowling. The likes of Bumrah was wasn't allowed to settle. Jadeja was going for runs. Mohammad Siraj was going for runs as well. And at that point in time, everyone were under the under the in under the and how shall I put it? They were under pressure that well here we go again new zealand against india world cup semi final kane williamson is going to take this game away from us once again but i think what mattered happened right after the partnership was broken i think the i think the drinks break at the 31st over mark was the changing point because it gave a little breather and it took the wind away from the sail in which Kane Williamson and Daryl Mitchell were able to score so freely. And after that, that Mohamed Shami over where he picked up not only uh, the wicket of Kane Williamson, but he also dismissed Tom Latham for a knot. I think that over changed the complexity of the game on its head. And uh, yes, after that they had still had glenn phillips to come and he tried his best he scored 41 of 33 deliveries but i think it was a bit too little too late in that point of time because glenn phillips took his jolly good time to settle in and i think at that point in time the run rate was creeping up to 12 and a half 13 and a half 14 runs and over and i at that point in time i felt it was safe and once dal mitchell was dismissed at the 45th over mark, when the score was just 306, I think that's when all Indian fans breathed a sigh of relief and 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 thought and and accepted the fact that their team has made it into the World Cup final. But you have to give credit to Dara Mitchell, 134 of 119 deliveries, nine fours and 6s along the way. He looked like he's batting on a completely different pitch compared to other new zealand batsmen who weren't able to settle in devon conway and rachin ravindra have been excellent opening for new zealand but both scored 13 apiece and were dismissed by mohammad shami mohammad shami the i think he is the best bowler india have had in this world cup it's it's so hard to imagine the fact that he was not picked for the opening four matches of this world cup and since he has come in he has picked up so many crucial wickets he's picked up wickets left right and center in this world cup and um, just to show it to you i think he i think he played his first game I think it was against New Zealand, wasn't it, uh, at uh, Dharamshala. Picked up five wickets there. Four wickets against England. Another five wicket haul against Sri Lanka. Two wickets against South Africa. Went wicketless against Netherlands. But then he made up for that by picking up 7 for 57 at Wankede against New Zealand in the semi-finals. He has been just outstanding with the ball. And the, and the way in which he picks up wicket. I think he picked up the, the wicket uh, in the very first... Ball he bowled, didn't he i whom did he dismiss i just need to go back and check because i am pretty sure he picked up the wicket yeah i think he picked up the wicket of uh, devon convoy in the very first ball he bowled in the match and it, and and from that point in time it felt like yes this day is going to belong to um to Mohammad um, shami because he has played so well i think he is also now become uh, the leading wicket taker in World Cup as an Indian. I think he has surpassed uh, the likes of Anil Kumle, Sh- Javagal Srinath, and, uh, and uh, Sahir Khan to pick up the most wickets as an Indian by the World Cup. He's also the leading wicket taker in this particular World Cup. Now he's picked up 23 wickets. He's now one wicket clear of adam zampa too clear of Tilshan madushanka as well so he has been excellent this in this world cup 23 wickets from just six innings at an average of just 9.13 best of 7 for 57 and three five wicket hauls in the process virat kohli now has 711 runs in in this world cup so he is going along willing really strongly and the the this victory is going to be so important for India's momentum and confidence heading into the final it is going to be a big final in front of more than a hundred thousand people at the Narendra Modi Stadium in, uh, in Ahmedabad but the question will remain who will they face it's South Africa versus Australia in the second semi-final tomorrow that game is going to be played at the Eden Gardens in Kolkata if you had to ask me I would say that it would be Australia who would make it through to the finals because they are the informed team at the moment apart from team India they won seven matches in a row after losing the opening two games they did lose to South Africa early on in the world cup but since then they have been exceptional the likes of mitchell marsh david warner travis head steve smith are scoring runs for fun and the likes of josh hazelwood and adam zampa have been brilliant with the ball and i personally feel like it would be more than enough that they possess enough quality to make sure that they win against South Africa, but anything can happen on any day. You might see a rejuvenated South African side with Quinton de Kock, Rossi van Fandadusa, and Aidan Markram, and Glenn Phillips scoring runs for fun, and and you never know they could make make it into their first World Cup final since 1999. But Hey, only time will tell who will India face. Today is the day that we celebrate an Indian victory. Mohamed Shami was the man of the match. Seven wickets for him. And he has picked up so many crucial wickets. Today, he picked up seven wickets. And uh, the and the wickets which he pe- picked up included Devon Convoy, Rachin Ravindra, Kane Williamson, Darrell Mitchell, Tom Latham, and Tim Southey and Lockie Ferguson. So if you look into that He's just picked up two tailenders. The top five were all dismissed by Mohammad Shami, and that is dominance. That is sheer dominance, and he has rightfully won the man of the match despite Virat Kohli scoring his 50th One Day International century. So, yeah, India have made it into the finals thanks to Virat Kohli's 117. Shreyas here with 105. Shubman Gill with 70 and with the ball, it was all about Mohammed Shami waking up 7 for 57 and helping India secure a 70-run victory over the Kiwis. I'll possibly record a podcast before the final as well because I want to preview that final properly. That's going to happen at uh, the at I've already mentioned at the Narendra Modi Stadium in Ahmedabad on Sunday, the 19th of November will be back before that game to preview the game as I already mentioned to make sure you are staying tuned staying tuned to the Cricket Corner podcast I know this podcast has been a little haphazard here and there but the adrenaline in my body was just uncontrollable and I wanted to make sure that the listeners can have all the excitement and euphoria in my body and they can feel it firsthand so apologies if there were a few words here and there which didn't sound right but uh i am just very very happy to see india perform on the big stage and uh, things look really really well right now and maybe it's all destined towards india lifting the third world cup and the first one since 2011. If you're listening this on YouTube then make sure you're liking sharing and subscribing if you're listening this on Spotify or Apple podcast make sure you're giving me those wonderful five star ratings however for the time being this is a happy and overjoyed Watsalvora signing off ciao for now Sports Social Podcast Network